Hey, App Growth Community, welcome back to the App Growth Show, where we host mobile experts to unlock valuable and actionable insights on how you can grow your app. No matter where you are in your app growth journey, we're here to help you reach your growth goals. Let's dive right into today's episode. In past episodes, we talked quite a bit about user acquisition and the creative ways you can go about doing so. Here at the App Growth Network, though, we believe that user acquisition alone is not enough to build a strong user base for your app. User acquisition must go hand in hand with retention strategies so that you're not wasting money getting these users in the first place. And what's one of the best ways to do that? Gamification. Did you know that gamification has the potential to increase your user retention by 500%? Yeah, that's right, 500%. Today, we're joined by Freak Borgrave, co-founder at StriveCloud, a company on a mission to help products deliver inspiring, personalized customer experiences with gamification. Let's welcome Freak and Jennifer. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the App Growth Show. I'm Jennifer Sansone, and I'm excited to be joined here today with Freak from StriveCloud. Hi, Freak. How are you? Hey, hello. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. Thank you. Really excited to have you on the show today. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. It's really an honor. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, let's let's start off with simple. Um, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and about Strive Cloud. Well, so I'm the co-founder of uh, Strive Cloud. Uh, actually, Strive Cloud is a gamification technology uh, firm that actually helps companies uh, improve their user experience, app usage, and help them with certain problems uh, with their with their yeah, that users have with their app experience in general. Um, and help uh, yeah, companies solve this, um, actually. Uh, we actually got started six years ago, and uh, we started rolling into gamification by actually having our own uh, platform, our own gamer platform called Kaiser, which we founded. And there you had all sorts of game elements that we uh, put actually around the games uh, where people could get our points and badges and sign and, and, and get, get make friends, compare themselves to peers on leaderboards and stuff we saw huge amounts of engagement on that platform and we started using that technology which we built completely in-house to uh, go and um, integrate those uh, those modules in other applications in completely different sectors and gaming sectors so now at this point we're active in the banking sector we're active in health we're active in share mobility etc but the health is actually also a very important um, uh, industry to us and it's very interesting to see uh, how gamification is already applied there quite successfully sometimes also not successful um, but it's very interesting to see um, how how the evolution of gamification and app uh, like user behavior change digital behavior change and all these techniques are used there and and it's interesting that you bring up that point because even the word gamification kind of is a little bit confusing because at first to someone who may not know it seems so specific to games but like mm -hmm. you said it it really has now translated into so many different other types and categories of apps um, and, mm -hmm. and it can be quite effective, as you said, when used correctly. Um, and in fact, we were looking just even through Stripe Cloud's own research, and you guys have found that gamification can increase user retention by 500% in some cases. Mm -hmm. So why isn't 
everyone doing this? Or are there some mistakes you've maybe seen some apps make when they're trying that have made gamification ineffective? Well, actually, the problem with gamification is that the implementation itself and how you do it makes up for uh, a lot of the success. So what we see is that we, we actually put up in three uh, different uh, phases. Uh, the first one is the, is the gamification design plan, where you align everything you do with gamification or digital behavioral change tools that you implement into your user experience. Uh, and you're going to align that with the business objectives you have, the relevance of your app, uh, or the, the digital infrastructure that users uh, tend to use. Um, and actually, there it's very important to align uh, everything and to make a strong gamification design uh, that, that aligns with everything. And that's a very important first phase where a lot of gamification projects, because you said, why isn't everybody doing this? In a lot of companies, I noticed that gamification is known. I don't need to evangelize gamification as much as I used to do in, with esports, for example, in previous things I worked. Uh, in, but gamification is more known, but how it's implemented is very important. So the first phase is the gamification design phase. Second phase is then implementing it into the user experience. And then the third phase is one that a lot of people tend to forget is the iteration phase. So what we would strive to try to do is, um, and also like the, the, a lot of studies support this, is that 80% of gamification designs um, lose their effectiveness because the design is poor and the implementation is not done right. And one thing that we tend to see as well is that even afterwards, even if it meets uh, a certain potential, the effectiveness lose, it loses effectiveness after a certain amount of time because you don't, they don't iterate upon it. A lot of companies see gamification as a one-time implementation. You don't need to revisit while actually you, what you need to do is go and put measurable results um, up onto it, like KPIs, gamification KPIs into itself, go and measure it on a three monthly basis or something, um, and then revisit what you're doing with gamification. And also re-implementing should be very easy. And that's what we do with StriveCloud is try to make as well, like help with the gamification design, make the implementation as low cost and low effort as possible. And also building the technology in such a way that if you go and iterate and reanalyze everything, which you do in the gamification design phase, like putting the KPIs on top of it, if you reanalyze it, making the iteration part of maybe we should try this and this and this, and maybe we should like scrap this off, making that very low effort as well. And that's where gamification goes wrong lots of times or doesn't make it through uh, the director cut of, of like, okay, let's do this, is because the plans itself aren't really good. Um, or and, and also because it's like done one time, one off and not iterated upon afterwards. No, that, that actually makes a lot of sense. So it's, you know, first of all, if it's not done the right way in the first place, it's probably gonna fall flat. Uh, but like you said, kind of, it's not a one and done type of deal where you have to keep revisiting. And so you talked a little bit about these KPIs. Can you maybe um, talk us through some of those KPIs that you do look at? 
Yes, um, often we, we, we see two different types of um, goals you have with gamification. Mostly you have the, the general one, the general ones that we see in every sector. Those are the ones like, oh, uh, the amount of logins, so user activity in general. Um, session time is an important one. Um, like, so how many time, how much time do they spend? How much time do they come to the app and how much time do they spend eventually on the app? Those are like two of the big metrics that we see that lots of app developers are struggling with um, in every sector. It's in, in health, uh, it's in banking, it's in, <clears throat> it's in share mobility. But then for every industry, even within the industry that refers, um, you have like very specific behaviors that you want to go and trigger that are uh, in line with the business model that you have. For example, with banks, it can be um, making sure that people put their wage on the account of that bank so they keep on using the app more. Um, in, in health, for example, it's making people fill in their diet every day. So stuff that you need to do, very specific. And that's where gamification can, can really help. Um, not just like per industry, but really per client um, that we listen to them or that you should, like if you do it internally, you should really think business and think uh, in terms of your users. What do I want my users to do? What is the intrinsic value that we want to offer to the end users? Um, and how will we get them to understand this intrinsic value as fast as possible? And then the general engagement of coming back to the application and really spending a lot of time onto the application will almost come automatically. So it's it's really a matter of like the, the gen, like getting the general ones right of, okay, how much should the user use my app? Because some clients come to us and they say like, we want to come to them as much as possible. Uh, like it's eight times a day. And then the question that we ask them is, do you really want them to come back eight times a day? Because they will get like really bored out after a while and it's not really sustainable. So that's the general ones. And then really getting the, the very um, the very specific ones for their business goals, getting those right as well. And then mapping the right gamification features to those, uh, to those KPIs. I like how you describe that because, you know, there's, a very overarching goal of you know increased retention, increased engagement. But like you said, if you really get granular on what do you want them to do, that will almost just come naturally, right? If you get mm -hmm. if you're getting them to do specific actions that make sense within your app, then the retention and the engagement lifts will will follow suit. Is is that about right? Mm -hmm. We worked with a tower recently, and they had a. a uh, mental well-being app like digital well-being app sorry and there the that's the best example i can give in that more more usage is not necessarily more relevant usage they actually wanted you they wanted to have uh, sustainable usage and the success of the app was actually that people only used it a couple of times a week but because they used it in that sense they kept on using it for months and months and years and years and if you have a, a like a digital well-being app where the point is to put more apps more apps away not using them more then even their gamification can help to make people use the app in a sustainable in the right way that people that actually will will make them use the app for a long period of time and maximize return on investment for the party that we work with in that way. Uh, because if you will let them use it, like you can make a gamification design at that point that will make them use the app six times a day, then the whole value of the app itself will fall away because it's a digital well-being app and 
the point of digital well-being is that you don't want to use it as much. So even there, it's about gaining those very specific behaviors and really guiding them toward those. And it's not neutral in, in the sense, it's neutral in the sense there that it's not just going for the maximum amount of numbers and the maximum engagement. It's more about like being relevant and then being relevant for the end user. Very interesting. Yeah, that, that's that's a really interesting way to, to look at it because it's not always more is better, right? Or yep. For a lot of companies cases. it is. And it's like, if yeah. you then tell them like, it's, more is not always better, they're like, sure it is. And then they're like, nah, maybe you should look like the long, mm -hmm. look at the long game. And, and like, we, we have banks that say, we want people to use our app eight times a day. And I'm like, yeah, probably people don't want that. They don't want to use their apps eight times a day. If you're gonna nudge them towards them, they probably don't deinstall it and be very, very enthusiastic to go to another bank. So probably you don't want that. So um, yeah, but it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a long game for us as well. Some uh, clients of ours understand it really well. Most of them do, uh, but some prospects that we talk with, they really don't. And then of course yeah, it doesn't, doesn't match. So uh, that, it's also fine, but uh, it's, um, it's, it's not something that we, we, we really tend to make. Uh, what we see is you have the, well, we have uh, two types of apps actually. You have the crack cocaine apps, like the, the ones that you use every day, the ones that really grab your attention are very addictive. Uh, and then you have the graveyard on your, your phone. Most people have 100 apps on their phone and they only use five of them daily. And those are the crack cocaine apps. And then you have the graveyard. And those are the, the graveyard for those 95. And they, they don't like they don't grab your attention. The others do way too much. And what we try to do is really gap, uh, like try to fill that gap with, with irrelevance and then really okay, for, for what should that app be used and how much should you check it and like really filling up that gap in that sense. Great, yeah, super interesting. Um, so maybe uh, diving into a little bit more now into the health and fitness space. Um, do you have any other examples that you can give us of maybe what types of gamification that health and fitness apps are able to leverage? Like what do you see happening in that space? Well, actually, a lot of these uh, apps already use, especially fitness apps, uh, use gamification quite successful, successfully. If you go look at, for example, Apple Fitness and on your iWatch, I don't know if you have have one, like just the, the, <clears throat> the progress visibility of like closing those circles really puts, like, gives people a lot of enthusiasm of doing it. Um, Strava, for example, uses um, the the... the, the yeah, the, the competition between people, how much they have, how fast they have run or how fast they have biked at a certain, uh, this, like at a certain, um, a certain parkour um, to really like nudge the competition and really make people come back using social features is also um, a very, very strong um, motivator. So you see already in, in especially in uh, health and then more the sports, like the bigger B2C apps for, for sports and health, you see that there are a lot of ways that you can go and motivate people and that gamification is actually very uh, successfully implemented. Where you see in health, which is a different sector, like more real, like the, the, the hardcore health apps with, for people who have like serious problems and uh, diagnostics and all these kind of things, <clears throat> you see that, um, there's more work there. You see that they have more problems engaging uh, patients to follow diets and to yeah, really do the hard work because they don't want to be confronted with that as much. Um, what we see 
there is that, for example, uh, for, for showing progress, doing certain surveys also works really well. Um, really making a friendly avatar that guides you through the whole process, a bit like Duolingo does it, also helps a lot like, hey, you haven't filled it in and making it a bit of a more friendly, fun experience to do with something that you don't associate with being ill or really like having to use an app because of your health or a bad health in that sense. And so there's, it's a more complex thing because there you can, for example, also say, okay, let's put up a, a visualization of how you compare to the total population of people with the same disease and how they fill in their, um, like how, how they fill up with their diet. It's always a bit tricky. Like you, you, the max you can go there is anonymized like like hey you're in the top or in the bottom 20 percent so please improve because otherwise you're going to get ill but that's a very negative thing to say so you cannot do it in every context so there are the different like health apps in general which are more soft there you see great results with gamification also the competitive spirit of the users really helps um there because it's yeah it, it's it's uh, it's, it's a pre-selection almost of people that are prone to use gamification uh, tools, badges and stuff like you've, like you've run three times this week and stuff like this. They're very, very enthusiastic to use and, and tri get triggered by those. In health apps, it's harder, uh, but also it's, it's still uh, like a lot of potential there um, by using like ways to compare yourself to the peer audience or really that can be a wake up call for some that really are in the bottom 10%, um, being able to, uh, maybe experience a bit more fun by like putting a fun avatar in there that really guides you through the process and notifications that contextually would tell you like, please, um, please fill in, uh, do not lose your streak. You're, you're like positive. Um, positive feedback constantly. So stuff like this uh, that happens in games a lot um, can also be done there and, and actually make people feel better about themselves, even in a situation where they have to use an application to improve their health because they have like a disease or something. So um, it's we, we do have some, um, some clients there, um, but you see that it's always, it's always very tricky to... Um, yeah, to to you always need to rethink. Okay, there are patients, there are a vulnerable group, a vulnerable group. Um, so there, it's, it gets more tricky. Yeah, there's like more sensitivities, right? To to kind of look out for. But mm -hmm. um, those are great examples because definitely, you know, some of us have a certain way of thinking of gamification. So those different examples uh, really help illustrate kind of the breadth of how this can be applied. Um, so turning it back now to Strive Cloud. So how specifically can Strive Cloud help health and fitness apps with their gamification strategies or efforts? Well, what we try to do and what we're really good at is um, that we listen. First, we listen a lot uh, on, okay, who are you? What do you try to do for your users? Um, and actually what's the value, the internal value that your app tries to bring to these users. Um, so first meetings that we do, uh, the first workshops that we do, we do a whole workshop session, even though we're a technology company, we really do take-ins, workshops and getting to that uh, gamification design, like what could gamification do for you? Sometimes we get into uh, a call and they say, yeah, but our core product isn't ready like for our, the core product that we have 
uh, like for example diagnostics or, or running tracking and stuff with health apps um, it, it's not it's not there yet and then we say yeah then gamification will not help you become a better app gamification is a bit of a shell that you put around a good core uh, a good core product that will help it coming from the graveyard to become relevant for the users uh, what we then so then it ends there and we see each other again in a year when your core product is ready and sometimes that's the actually the assessment that we make normally if, if the core product's right we come to a gamification design that is completely aligned with the business goals and with the intrinsic value that they want to offer their end users and uh, once that's set like we we write a report they can then use that internally to convince other stakeholders and really have like a, a plan with it. this is how it's going to look um, this is uh, what we're going to measure how we're going to measure success and uh, the implementation will cost this 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 then even then still they can opt to not use our software but mostly they do because they see the benefits and then we make the implementation as easy as possible by by already like building like implementing a software where everything's off the shelf the software will also help in the later phase to iterate in a way better in, in like way better and way faster way more agile than than in other uh, in other if you would build it yourself um, so that's actually how we we help our clients it's not just like a self-serving software it's really from a to z uh, and then uh, also giving advice uh, along the way after the implementation is done it's a combination of technology and expertise um, and making one the gamification design as effective as possible uh, and second uh, making it as, as as efficient as possible in terms of implementation and how it weighs on company resources well this is this is all super interesting everything you've had to say um and i just want to wrap it up here with maybe you know if we if someone's out there listening or, or um, thinking about dabbling or getting into that gamification space, what's maybe like a, a word of advice you would have to someone looking to, to make the most out of, mm -hmm. out of gamification? Well, that, that's interesting. And I think the question, and I think that the importance that I'm going to repeat myself again is like, don't look at gamification as being like a one-time thing, a one-time feature that you're going to implement. Like gamification taps in into everything you do in your digital infrastructure, like everything that's facing the consumer can be, uh, can be integrated with gamification. So like if, you're, if your product changes, the gamification design should change too. If you iterate as a company with your business goals, the gamification design that surrounds that should change along with it. Otherwise it gets outdated won't be efficient anymore that's where we build our whole process of like building the game gamification design with the clients make the implementation as easy as possible and then iterate 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 is because it's super important for gamification to be effective that's where a lot of companies lose it if you do it internally or you do it externally with a party like us like you have to put someone in charge ahead of gamification almost that keeps an eye on is our gamification design that we have still effective or not. And that's something that you should really, that's why the, the, the ones, the companies that really embrace gamification the most as a core of their product are also the most successful. You look at Duolingo, you look at Waze, um, you see that those companies really embrace gamification in that sense that it really is a core of, of, of the success of their app. 
their competitive advantage. And that's what I would say is if you see gamification as just another project uh, that, that you will pass on afterwards and just don't look back at, don't do it. Really get involved. And, and if you do it, make it a part of your long-term strategy and something that you should like really put into the board slides almost. So that's, uh, that's my best advice I could give on implementing gamification into your app. Well, Freak, this was all very, very interesting, uh, very insightful. So I want to thank you thank so you. much for your time and, and taking us through all of your, your expertise, which is uh, very vast in this area. So thank you for taking the time to share with that with, with us and to our listeners. So thank you once again. Again, thanks for having me. And uh, I hope it was valuable for your listeners. And uh, if, you could, if you would have or get any feedback, you can always ask me through diverse social media. So uh, please do, if so. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining today's episode of the App Growth Show. I find it so fascinating that user retention isn't always about getting users to stay on your app for as long as possible, but it's more about creating a balance to which users come back to your app frequently enough while having a positive experience on your app. We hope you were able to take away some actionable insights today to apply to your health and fitness app. The App Growth Show is sponsored by the App Growth Network. We're a leading North American app marketing agency if you're interested to learn more about how we can help you grow, please visit appgrowthnetwork.com and that's appgrowthnetwork.com to book your free call with us today to supercharge your mobile growth. We hope to see you in the next episode. Bye for now.